Warning, the Joe Moffat Show is for adults 18 years of age and older. So if you are under the age of 18 years of age, please get your ass away from the speaker. This ain't meant for you. Everyone else, let's go. Welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat, coming to you live. I said live. Yes, I said all the way live from the Jam Studios over here in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma. Well, 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 well. Boy, I tell you, I, <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure what angle I was going to take um, kicking our show off today. Um... It's been a pretty long week in, in situations and and um, some things have been brought to light and there's uh, been a lot of confusion in reference to these um, events that have started to take place. And um, I'm kind of glad that the powers that be are sort of uh, being exposed for the problem makers that they are. And um, just called out on their bullshit. And, and if you're wondering what I'm talking about, nigga, I'm talking about the motherfucking Grammys. Hold it down. Y'all niggas thought I was talking about that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Guess what I'm giving y'all again? Oh, the gift of giving in the month of February. We're going Trump-free again. That's right. Again. I am leaving that bastard on the side of the road and pulling off on his ass. We ain't fucking with that fool today. We got other shit to tackle. Um... With that being said, as far as the Grammys are concerned. Now, I am not going to sit here and lie to you because you know I keep my shit real. I did not watch the goddamn Grammys. Because, see, I pay for a little thing called WWE Network every month. A wonderful $9.99. And needless to say, there was a pay-per-view that night, uh, which was fucking awesome. Well, uh, I ain't gonna call it too awesome, and and all my wrestling uh, fans and folks that uh, listen, watch wrestling and everything, y'all know I've been watching WWE for years since a pup, so um, I wasn't gonna miss out on that. But I do regret not actually watching the moment when CeeLo Green weeble wobbled his motherfucking ass in that goddamn building. On everything I love, looking like somebody beat his ass from a mo- with a motherfucking chair from Donald Trump's house. Okay, I know I wasn't going to mention a bastard, but I couldn't resist. That, that was an easy shot. Goddamn. This nigga was just coated in, I mean, what the fuck? Talking about he was trying to look like a goddamn Grammy. He looked like a motherfucking retard. I'm like, shit, boy, where did you go? This is when somebody has walked out in public and is telling people, everyone around him. I may have a drug problem. See, it's just that easy. You know, if I truly had a drug problem as his men as his ass, I would not be sitting here wrapping my ass in goddamn gold tinfoil. You're not going to send me around looking like a goddamn Christmas ornament. No, I'm not going to look like a goddamn trophy from Super Mario Run. You can kiss my ass. That nigga look like a Goomba that got caught up in the motherfucking Star Wars, wherever they dropped Han Solo ass in that shit. That's what the fuck he look like. 
He looked like a cross between a Goomba and Han Zolo dipped in goddamn bronze. He is a Goomba dipped in goddamn bronze. Hell, don't nobody want to see that shit, but he may have something huge coming. I don't know. You know, niggas that do weird shit usually do it for a purpose and a cause, and so hopefully he turns it into something amazing. We all going to crack on his ass because we black folks. We don't know no better, and we see weird shit, and we don't know what to do, you know. Black folks crack on it. White folks pull guns on it. There's a big difference. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not. But, anywho, and if you haven't noticed, I'm sounding a bit under the weather today. I'm uh, kind of starting the beginnings of a cold, but that's not going to stop me from giving you guys a show. And a show I do have indeed. So, Beyonce, once again, did not take home the biggest prize um, that's considered in music, which is um, record of the year, album of the year, uh, at the Grammys. Uh, after it was given to Adele for her uh, album, 25, which uh, I've heard is, is spectacular. Now, I haven't listened to Adele's album. I have heard hello about a thousand times i do like the song i, I really do like the song but I, I can't say that i've sat and heard adele's album okay all of you motherfuckers know i've heard lemonade i bought lemonade as soon as that shit dropped on itunes i spent the upfront fee not the oh it's been resting on itunes for a little while so it's been reduced no i paid the whole damn 17.99 that came with goddamn the Lemonade movie and the whole kid and caboodle, I paid for the whole goddamn spiel. Okay? Own it. It's mine. Now, there was, when Adele won the award, which, mind you, and if, if for those that don't know, award shows, a lot of times, nine times out of ten, the winners already know if they won. They've already been contacted, you know, beforehand, so there's not some big, you know, fuckery or outcry by that artist or that person at that moment. So these motherfuckers get a phone call and a text, and I am more than sure that when she got that phone call and the text, I'm not really sure she knew how to respond because I'm more than sure it didn't go over well because if you saw her break down on that damn stage, it wasn't her breaking down because... She won the award. She wasn't like, oh my goodness, we, we've worked so hard to, to earn and deserve this. It wasn't that. She had already mentioned earlier that night, what the fuck does Beyonce have to do to win this fucking award? I, 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 it, it's, it's mind-boggling that an album that has literally been the voice of a movement in this country a movement. Eyes have been awakened by this album. I know y'all, I know you think, you know, oh, it's just music, Joe. You know what the fuck you're talking about. But you don't understand what, what art does to people. You understand what I'm saying? Whether it's music, whether it's a painting, whether it's a movie, art drives us in a way that can touch the very essence of each and all of our souls. This woman was touched. Don't get me wrong. Adele probably made a damn good banging album because the woman has a remarkable voice. No one can take that away from her. 
But I'm going to tell you something else about Adele. Adele has been through some shit these last few years on her personal end. Some people know about it. We Some things we may not know about. She has been through the damn ringer. It may have been hard for her to come back and make a damn album. She got it done. She handled her business. And she was honored with the most prestigious prize in music. But as soon as she got it in her hand, she looked at it and realized, I might be tripping, but making my album didn't get me through the shit that I've been going through. Making my album didn't, I, I, I was going through things and it was even hard making a damn album. I mean, this is going through this woman's head. You got to understand from the response she made on stage, there were accounts going through her mind that some shit that she just really couldn't comprehend at that moment. And simply put, it's hard to understand how an artist like Beyonce does not get honored with the most gracious prize until, until, and this is where old Uncle Joe is about to piss y'all off. Okay? This is where the conversation is about to turn. Not against Adele. No, 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 no. Like I said before, that woman has an amazing voice. And although she won album of the year, in her heart and soul, her album didn't get her through issues. She listened to Lemonade to get through issues. Feel me now, okay? Hear me now. People listen, some people listen and have motivations to, to from, from gospel music. Some people have motivations from, from art and, and literature and, and reading books and, and learning facts and, and, and using these facts to, to advance their lives and to make things better for them. But in the same breath, they need motivation. They need a push sometimes to get their asses out of bed. You know? Sometimes you you know, we have smartphones. Sometimes you sometimes the smartphone go off and, and and that, you know, ding ding ling 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 ling. That ain't enough. You you need you know, sometimes, you know, you might want to wake up with that Y'all haters cone it with that Illuminati mess. Wait a minute, bitch. That don't get your ass out of the bed shaking something. You just got to be careful getting up that goddamn crunk. Because when you get to my age and work as hard as I fucking do, you get to fucking pulling some muscles and groins and ankles and all kind of fucking shit just trying to go take a piss at 4.30 in the morning. You know, I didn't got to that age when my bladder wakes me up on its own. I don't have to do shit. You know, my alarm will go off all of like 35 seconds after I lay back down, put my head on the pillow. I hear the ding, 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 ding. What the fuck? You're not supposed to be here right now. Hell. Shit. B knew she wasn't going to win that damn award. She knew when she was sitting in that chair. And she ain't made, she ain't accosted nobody. She ain't got mad. She ain't got angry. She put on a performance that gave me chills this morning before I watched it. I have not watched it. I watched the Adele interview and I watched the Adele comments Sunday night and I watched the Monday and then, but I waited to watch Beyonce this morning before I did the show, only because I wanted to have that power that she had on that stage flowing through me. Because nigga, I was sitting here with fucking goosebumps on my whoo, man. That woman, I'm gonna tell you something. There are certain people that can touch your insides from around, not even know your motherfucking ass. 
that woman can reach out and touch your very fucking soul and not even never seen you in fucking in light or day of never, ever, never. I've been in the same building with Beyonce one time in my life. Did she know it? Hell no. Did I know it? Hell yeah. And was I fucking amazed? You damn right. Hell. One of the greatest goddamn performances I'd have never seen with two people doing the best they can, doing a dramatizing fucking situation. We didn't talk about this before. We didn't talk about it. Rudder Arena. Rudder Auditorium. Um, in College Station. Shit. The weekend they broke up, B was still on stage with goddamn Kelly performing. Don't tell me this woman. Look, look. When, fuck Carlos Santana with that bullshit he was on sitting and talking about she can't sing. Let me tell you something, motherfucker. If your ass ain't never been to a Beyonce show, shut the fuck up. Shut your, shut your ass up, nigga. Because you don't know what the fuck you talking about. And I mean that with every goddamn motion, atom, neutron, electron, Voltron in my motherfucking body. Fuck you. If you ain't never seen this woman, I'm talking about live, all the way live. I ain't talking about no goddamn award show. I'm talking about when she is on stage in her element, in her zone, when all the opening acts then walk their asses off and she ain't got shit else to do but do be. And baby, that woman puts on a goddamn show. I have seen B without the goddamn fireworks. I have seen Beyonce without the motherfucking smoke and mirrors. I have seen her on a motherfucking gymnasium stage. This shit was not goddamn. It was Texas A&M, but this was before Texas A&M had the upgrades of the SEC and all this shit. This was the leftovers of what they had spent after they started with the big fucking 12. Okay? Texas A&M went from being goddamn in the projects like being the fucking Jeffersons. They moved on up to the SEC. To a big deluxe goddamn stadium in the goddamn state of Texas. The, one of the biggest motherfuckers there is. Shit. I done seen Kyle Field when it was a fucking horseshoe and the goddamn field was so fucked up they done had to bring out turf one game to have to fix the goddamn carpet and then the carpet get fucked up so they had to fix the, they had to move the fucking turf off and try to use the goddamn natural grass. Shit was fucking crazy. That damn field was like a fucking bouncy house when I went through that motherfucker one time. Shit. So, I mean, I've seen this woman at her what quite possibly could have been at her worst. She had been performing with them girls for years. These were her friends. And you get told that you can't kick it with your homies no more? Doing what y'all do best and what you love? Come on, man. See, I'm old school beehive. See, these new, these new young popcorn fart motherfuckers, they sit and call themselves Beyonce fans. Y'all ain't no goddamn Beyonce. Y'all Beyonce clones. You want to be a part of something huge. 14 million followers on goddamn Twitter, yet 1.5 million fucking album sales in the United States. In the United States, there are 6 million people in Houston. She is from Houston. And not even a quarter of you motherfuckers bought her goddamn album. Really, bitch. But as soon as some shit pop off, all everybody ready to open their motherfucking mouth. Oh, I love Beyonce. Oh. 
she did what was quite possibly the best work she might be able to pull, y'all. We don't all, not all of Michael, Michael did Thriller, and Thriller sold more motherfucking albums than all. And yet, Thriller, he could never top Thriller. This was Beyonce's and could have been Beyonce's Thriller, y'all. Ask me how many album sales she sold in the United States. Y'all gonna make me repeat myself? 1.55 million. 14 million fucking followers on Twitter. Tens of hundreds of thousands of motherfuckers calling themselves fans in the beehive and all the beehive. You swarm and all that shit. But yeah, when it comes to spending a goddamn dime on somebody that you so-called love and adore, only 1.5 million of our asses decided to show up. I posted this shit because somebody tried to play it as a damn racial discrimination and shit and that ain't got, race ain't got nothing to do with this. Money got a lot to do with this, baby. Sorry. If y'all asses don't get it, your ass can fell behind and that ain't my goddamn fault. Money. 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 Money talks. Bullshit walks. I don't know why y'all asses keep falling off the fucking trail when I tell y'all this shit. This the realest thing wrote, truest thing smoke. I done told you. Money talk, bullshit walk. If y'all asses didn't buy the record, she wasn't gonna win her award. She'll clean up at the BET Wars. That's our shit. She's supposed to. But don't, but the BET Awards don't look at it strictly by record sales. Grammys look at it as, as a portion of what they consider as record sales. That is, that I'm more than sure plays a large part of who wins them damn awards. Especially when you want the highest honor in the country. Which is the goddamn Grammy. I'm not mad she didn't win. I knew she wasn't going to win. Because once I saw the album sales, it was, you know, I knew she was going to, I knew she was going to rock the show. You knew she was going to have the best urban R&B contemporary artist. You know she was going to have the best music video. Nine nominations. That's it. Money, man. Y'all don't support? It ain't going to work. We talk big. I'm talking about black folks. I'm talking about the beehive. I'm talking about everybody that calls themselves fans of this woman, this woman, of this artist, and you love her work, but you ain't spent a dime to contribute to help her win the awards that she need that you guys want to see her win, that she fucking deserves. Don't take it from me, shit. Ask Adele. I ain't gotta say shit. All right, I get to testify. Well, all right now. That's it. I ain't got to do shit but sit in the back of the room and, and watch everybody else say how great and wonderful and terrific that damn album was. Because it was. Be about to go on a hell of a hiatus because she's going to have twins. And if she got to piss out that nose, ooh, shit, twice, duh, them babies going to be some, I know they're going to be beautiful, but them babies going to have some nostrils on them. Okay? Shit, I'm, I'm dead fucking serious. Hell, I hope to God Jay-Z never does cocaine. Because that would be one addiction that would leave him looking like a goddamn snow-capped mountain forever. <laughs> but no, I, I, but all honesty and seriousness, we got to, you want your artists to win awards, you got to pay for it. You got to spend that cash, man. If you don't spend that money, they ain't going to win. There it is. Don't make this, anybody that's telling you this is about race, tell them to shut the fuck up. Did your ass buy the album. 
You want to see my receipt? I got it edited on my damn uh, uh, phone right now where you can see the fucking receipt. I will send it to anybody at a moment's notice. You just can't see my credit card information. I paid for that shit the day it dropped on fucking iTunes. Because they had it on, whatchamacallit, for so long, Title. And I tried Title, and I really didn't enjoy it. So, that's just my opinion. Fuck you if you don't like me. I don't give a damn. I hi-fi sound, and I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, switching gears, uh, and I, I, I couldn't not talk about this story because when I saw it it hit me so hard and with yesterday being happy Valentine's being Valentine's Day which you know be happy belated Valentine's Day to all of you fuckers who needs to feel appreciated and loved oh, I love you bye now I saw this news story and it really captured it hit me in the chest because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself and I've thought about this as, as a father and, and as a parent a member of my community you know I get on this show, I talk shit, this is me. I'm a fucking comedian, okay? I have a fucked up way, not really fucked up way of looking at things, but I look at things in a different light, okay? This shit, however, pissed me off to my very fucking core when I saw this, okay? This is a gentleman named Jeff Lytle in Washington State. Some of y'all have heard about this story. If you haven't, I'm about to blow your fucking cap off real quick. This motherfucker, <laughs> and motherfucker ain't really strong over work, because I call friends, hey, motherfucker, how you doing? Hey, you goofy motherfucker, you know. And now, I, I, I want to say, like, you know, disease cockstain. Can I call him that, disease cockstain? That sound acceptable? This diseased cockstain, out of sheer frustration of being a useless piece of shit, and being worthless and not being able to get off his sorry ass, find a job. Nigga, sell drugs, pimp bitches. Do something to fucking contribute instead of sitting around. You can sit in the house, jerk your dick, wash the dishes, and, and do the damn laundry. And you will be appreciated and accepted in your family. And nobody would look at you no different because you're going through a struggle. We get that. But you contributed. Make some sort of contribution. What kind of contribution does this motherfucker make? What kind of contribution does this nigga feel he can bring to the motherfucking table? Oh, babies. Oh, babies. Y'all ain't gonna like this shit. Not one fucking bit. This motherfucker decides to contact a supposed hitman in an attempt to have his wife killed for the insurance money. That's enough to piss you off, right? The insurance policy on her was worth $1 million. He offered to ha he offered this person, so say, one million dollars to kill his wife. The shit gets worse. Yes, it got worse. This is why it caught my attention, y'all. You know I don't don't play up the bullshit. I know plenty of motherfuckers is probably sitting there thinking in the back of their head of killing their wives. I mean, goddamn, they crazy like that. But they won't because they don't want to be fucked in the ass in jail. There's a lot of people that is there's a thin line between being a husband and being fucked in the ass. You stay on that line of being not fucked in the ass and you'll be okay. This motherfucker decided to go get fucked in the ass because not all and I hope to God he gets fucked in the ass regularly. I hope these motherfuckers are cordial on fucking him in the ass. I hope they take time. They, they, they pull straws, maybe take him to a candlelight shit turd dinner um, with a crack pipe 
um, flint for the fucking candle or whatever and just really just take their time and moisten his thing and then after that just run a fucking train on his ass. Because not only did the motherfucker sit here and decide that it was okay to have his wife killed, but he also decides to look over his policies again and see one on his daughter for $500,000. Four years old. Ladies and gentlemen, there's not many words you can say to call this sorry motherfucker a piece of shit, you know. I mean, you... he could have been sitting at the house, go online, look up a business plan, and start that shit from the crib to bring a better life to him and his family. He could grab a motherfucking mic. Get pissed off about an issue and talk about it to people on a weekly basis. What does this bitch ass nigga do? He tries to get his wife and child killed for his own motherfucking benefit, you sick, diseased fuck. I'm dead goddamn serious. I really, truly hope somebody leaves his ass laying in the middle of the mess hall with his asshole blown the fuck out. This has got to be without a shadow of a doubt. His wife says she knew nothing. She thought everything was fine. Copacetic, cousin. Everything was laid, fried, died, laid to the motherfucking side. She didn't suspect shit. And this rotten piece of motherfucking cancer stool had to fucking nerve and audacity to call himself fundraising for his sorry ass self to put a value of $1.5 million on his wife of seven years and his motherfucking flesh and blood. This woman has probably sucked this nigga's dick before. You useless piece of fucking scrotum. I mean, god damn. Are you fuck you fight you phimosis infested dick? You I'm serious. This nigga is horrible. Horrible. You don't been look, I guess shit gets tough. I understand life is hard than a motherfucker. But ain't nothing nowhere near. You could have bought a busload of bitches to your goddamn house and said, baby, we're going to start pimping these bitches out. We're going to put three in one room, three in another room. We're going to have webcams and crazy shit going on. We're going send to send the baby over to memos and let these bitches work. And then after they done, they can, she, they can go home and she can come home and we're going to make money. And that it sounded like the stupidest motherfucking idea in the history of goddamn ideas. But that would have sufficed. That would have been acceptable, even in the most fucked up knit of minds. That would have been acceptable, but no, no. What does this infected STD strip do? This motherfucker thinks it's okay to take care of his goddamn family by blowing their fucking brains out. Ladies and gentlemen, this motherfucker is a scumbag of the fucking year. I can easily take a break off of Donald J. goddamn Trump when I got sorry motherfuckers like this to deal with. I'm sorry Donald's ass can go to the motherfucking back burner today, bitch. You is not that important. Quote that shit. I'm serious. <laughs> 
And to the fine gentlemen of whatever prison this sorry motherfucker gets into, I ask that you guys be gentle. Be gentlemanly. Be nice and kind. Draw straws. Play rock, paper, scissors. Figure it all out. Then after that, just destroy that motherfucker. I'm sick of sick-ass goddamn people thinking they can get away with fucked-up shit. And that's straight-up fucked-up shit. To his wife and child, we here at the Joe Moffat Show um, truly don't have... Well, I got plenty of words to say about that motherfucker. But um, I just hope and pray you guys can find a way to, to go on and, and remember that, that life, the world is not full of horrible and awful people. It's just not. Okay? Um, and last but not least, I do also want to thank the boss that this fool texts. He never texts a goddamn hitman. This retarded motherfucker texts a goddamn boss that fired his sorry ass and the reason why he was sitting on his ass from the first place at the house. So not only did that nigga get to fire this waste of fucking space, now he also got his ass thrown in jail for the rest of his life. If that ain't fucking karma, I don't know what the fuck is. I, 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 I really don't know how to, to comprehend some shit like that. That's that's some that's some that's some scandalous ass shit, dude. Is, is this what this world is coming to? That that we having to fucking feel like it's. I mean, he ain't the first one to do it. I, I'm not gonna don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not gonna read off a list of niggas that's and tried to do this shit in the past. Some of them that's and fucking pulled it off and got caught. And we having to spend taxpayer fucking dollars to keep this motherfucker lavishly coated in a goddamn prison cell. Where he don't do shit but sit on his eat, sleep, shit, and piss all goddamn day long being fucking useless. Oh, well, and of course, taking it up the ass from time to time. Shit. Uh-uh. Motherfuckers like that, I, I, it, it's hard to comprehend what goes through a person's mind. It... it I mentioned, I talk about a lot of stuff on this show. I, I cover news topics. I cover comedy. I share my comedy with you guys that I'm hoping to put on stage here soon. Um, I do a lot of shit uh, and, and cover a lot of realms. But I, and, of course, I talk about me. Um, I am my own joke in some cases. Uh, I, I, my, my best material comes fr from me. Okay, um, and I've I've told you guys a lot of stories, the good, the bad, the the fucking hilarious, um, and some of the most uh, tumultuous situations of my life, and I got a phone call last week um, from my sister Jocelyn. Uh, Jocelyn is ten years my senior, and. When she called me, and I want everybody to understand, we're taking a turn. I'm going to do my best here for you guys. I know you guys come to my show to hear comedy. I'm going to do my best I can for you. But come on, 
Stick with me on this, okay? Jocelyn called me and she asked me to tell a story that is very true. Actually, I won't call it a story. It's an event um, that really changed the outlook of both of our lives, both hers and mine. Um, You never know where sometimes being in a situation or you never you never know really what a person is going through in their mind. It's impossible to to fathom and 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 put this into perspective and, and help gain an understanding. You understand what I'm saying? That sometimes shit's gonna be hard. Life is a bitch. It's it's this is not fucking easy. Okay, y'all, y'all bear with me. I'm, I'm, I'm. This, this is hard. This, y'all, I've been working this out of my mind all week long, all week long, with all the promotion and all of the, of the other stories and the Grammys and 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 uh, the pay per views and all that other shit. I, I've been working hard on this work. I ain't even mentioned fuck work. Um, you never know what a person is going through. You don't know what, where their mindset is really at. And to not be able to comprehend that is doesn't put anyone at fault. But we have to start becoming a generation built around understanding. There's not enough understanding in this world. We have so many people that want to stick their chests out and, and, you know, beat on it real hard and be like, you got to be tough. You, you got to be strong. You, you, you know, you go to the military, they, 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 they drill it into you. They call it drill, nigga. Okay. They, you wonder why they call it drill? Because they drilling that bullshit into your head. I got friends that are soldiers. I'm sorry. I love y'all. But God damn it. It's Billy Jack bullshit. All right. They 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 drilling that left 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 right left. They telling you how to how to walk and how to talk and how to piss and how to shit and and when to jerk off and and you know that's it. This is your whole. This is your life. That damn clap. It drives you fucking crazy. Some people. Go through experiences that that are not things that they signed a paper to to be <laughs> thrown under the bus. In some cases, some people just living their life as a child, living their life as an adult. Hell, but this story, sorry, this event, um that took place was in reference to my sister Jocelyn and it was if not one of the scariest and yet most tumultuous things I've ever been through up to that point Um, her and I had had an argument um, on the morning of this event um, I had been crashing at her house and it was, you know, summertime and 
I was just really kicking it in town, trying to hang out with family and, you know, blow some steam before my senior year of high school. Um, and I, uh, I don't, I don't even recall what the argument was about. You ever been in one of them situations? Married couples know exactly what I'm talking about. We we talk about shit all the time. And, and now my wife, some of them arguments, she won't forget them motherfuckers. You goddamn it. She got that bitch written somewhere the fuck down on the back of the nightstand where she can like move that bitch out of the way. Remember that shit happening. Jump my ass. That's, you know, niggas, married niggas, y'all, me and y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Shit. We be trying to use that shit against their ass and it don't fucking work ever. I be trying to bring up some... You remember when the fuck you sat there and uh, said one of my balls was too small? You know, I, I I don't fucking remember no damn arguments, man. Shit. I, nigga, I, I live, breathe, fuck, eat, sleep, work, and shit, and have a good time. And don't do it on nobody else's tax dollar. Amen. That's me. Okay? So... Through not remembering the, the argument, that I know one took place. Something happened because my her and I had a falling out. And usually when her and I had fallen out, the best thing me and my siblings do is we get away from each other. Her and my other sister had had a fight in the past. Um, and me and my sisters actually fought. Like like, my, like I've told you guys in the past, my sisters were not like sisters. They, they, they you know, I, I've seen girls that have brothers and, and the, the brother is the, major, the, the girls are the majority. And in some cases you have it where the boy will take on the traits of the sisters. My sisters weren't having that shit. They kicked my ass religiously. Okay. My sisters was tough, roundabout, badass bitches. And I love them to death. Okay. They take shit from only the niggas that they might be um, married to or fucking with a that's about it. <laughs> but they, uh, they are strong women with, with, with backbones and heavy fucking determination and they've raised children to not put up with the shit that they had to put up with just to survive and, and put food on the table. Okay? Put that out there. I'm proud of my sisters for everything they've ever accomplished. And I'm definitely proud of my babies, which are they babies by birth, but they my babies by, by love and, and I look out for them every Everything, every breath I take is to make sure I'm pushing to do something better for them. But as sibling argues, my my mom came and picked me up and we went back to her house. And we got there and I was still steaming. You know, me and her had, I mean, we really had a big falling out, okay? And like I said, I'm I'm fuming. We're, we're pissed off. I was a hothead at the time. I'm not going to put all this on her. I was a dumbass teenager. I was still trying to find my way. Um, and I was kind of glad that I was with her to an extent because there were so many awkward things about me that I hadn't worked out even up to my senior year of high school. I mean, she introduced me to contacts and, 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 and you know, not being so anxious and, and being a little cooler at times. You know what I'm saying? Shit, you know. Me and this nigga got high together one time. It was great. It was so fucking wonderful. It was kind of fucked up because we had to bake the weed to dry it off. It was. I'm not even going to get into that damn story. This shit was fucking nuts, to say the least. But it was one of the greatest nights of my life. Um, but as far as this particular day is concerned, um, her and I had fallen out and my mother came to pick me up. We went back to my mother's house and my sister called us. Like I said, I'm still fuming. And my mom answered the phone and 
she starts, you know, my mom, she she was, her and my sister have a weird relationship. They love each other to death as my mom was first born. That was her first baby. And the same breath of life as adults, they can't fucking stand each other in certain extents. It's like a, a hourly time bomb that takes maybe a month, maybe a week, sometimes even a year. But but then again, sometimes shit can go an hour and then poof, it's all up. So, you know, at this moment, the hour had came. She had to come pick me up. My, my sister's house, her and my sister's been fighting. She told me to get the fuck out, la, 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 la. Um, a lot of emotions came out that morning, but at that moment, she called my mom and said that she she wanted to speak with me. And I was like, man, you know, what, nigga? And like I said, I was, I was still pissed off, okay? And as I mentioned before, I'm an asshole. This is nothing new to nobody that is listening to this show. If this is your first time listening to the show, hi, welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I'm your host, Joe Moffat, also known as a recovering asshole. Let me rephrase, I will never recover. I will be an asshole till the day I die, okay? There's certain parts about me where, where no fucks given means every goddamn thing to me. And at that moment, I had that feeling until I talked, actually talked to my sister, my blood relative, my kin, my my. A person, like I said before, we didn't sat here and laughed and giggled and had a good time and, and, and we love each other. Okay? We love each other. And she um <laughs> she got on the I got on the phone, she said, Little brother, I'm sorry. Um but you won't ever have to worry about me again now the rest of the conversation was a blur for me because I know what those words mean I know what you know I knew she wasn't about to pack up and move to San Francisco this is what one of them situations this how this wasn't going you know you know she she wasn't about to take a midnight train to Georgia and I never see her again no this this was not what was about to happen um, and after she hung up, I told my mom, you need to call the police. Um, I, from there, my mother grabbed a cell phone and, and we left the house. Um, she had the police on the phone. We told them that it was an emergency, need an ambulance, possible. Someone may be hurting themselves. I didn't know the extent. I didn't know what was happening. I, I, I knew something was happening. Um, we sped over to her house, which, uh, glory be to whoever you pray to, that we weren't that far away because the police, my, my sister had two houses on one lot. She had a house, a uh, brick and mortar home, and then she had a trailer home, like a manufactured home in the backyard. Just giving you guys a spec. Huge backyard, trampoline, trees, all kind of shit. But when we gave the police the address, the address, the street address, is actually registered to the trailer, not to the home, which prevented the police from going into the actual house where my sister was, Okay. So I, we're pulling up wondering why the fucking police are standing in front of the trailer. Not under, not realizing because, the you know, the addresses were sitting once again on the same lot. 
But if the registered address, for some reason or other, was the trailer and not the house by 911. This was the craziest shit I'd ever heard before in my life. Because the trailer could be moved. You feel me? So I'm darting through the backyard. I, I'm sitting here watching them stand at the trailer. And I'm running. And talking shit. At the same motherfucking time, y'all. Like, why the fuck are you over there? We can't go in the house. Oh, you can't, can't you? And I kicked the motherfucking dough in. This, all of this shit is happening in full motherfucking motion, ladies and gentlemen. From the back of that big ass goddamn gate to the back door of her damn house, I am talking to the cops, running through the backyard, kicking the goddamn dough in. I yell for my sister. Nothing. Her room door was open. Bathroom door was closed. Kicked in the bathroom door. Pure instinct. Pure fucking instinct. And I'm saying this because there were seconds that were being lost with every minute my sister could not get medical attention. I kicked in the bathroom door she was laying in the tub. Pill bottles on the floor. Totally out of it. I screamed to them, please come in here. Please come in. They, they, I mean, the police officers literally seemed hesitant to come into the house because of the fucking address dispute. Okay? I'm screaming at them. Please come in here. I found her. The guardian ambulance was there. Bringing the stretcher. They get out of the tub. And they rush off to the emergency room. I never went to the hospital. I stayed at the house. My two nieces and my nephew were going to be there soon. And somebody had to stay there. I did my, my best, I guess, impersonation of a parent <laughs> um, by trying to take care of my nieces and my nephew and, and to keep their minds at ease. It's, when you're dealing with children as sharp as these kids, every goddamn thing you say or do, you, you got to be careful because they'll catch on. They know their mama better than I, I could ever say I do. And that's my sister. Okay? I'll say that out loud. Okay? So, without wanting them to, to notice, there was a lot of cartoons and distractions. Um, the young lady that lived um, in the trailer, there was actually a family that lived there that was paying my sister rent. Uh, nice people. Very nice young lady. <laughs> um, she uh she came over and she helped me make some dinner and keep them distracted, throw some cartoons on, you know, have some fun, you know what I'm saying, to to keep their minds occupied. Um, in reference to us trying to find out what was going on with their mom, because I I got a call saying that she was going to be okay. They were having to pump her stomach. They were having to um, 
my, my mom was there. She was saying they had to pump her stomach, give her charcoal or whatever they do to clear her system out of the drugs. Uh, I don't want nobody looking at me as no hero. I don't tell this story often because some people take, some people have things that happen in their lives and it's, it's not something that I'm embarrassed about. I love my sister. I don't look at it as something that, it's not one of those things that drives me every day. I don't get out of bed and say, I saved my sister's life. Dun, 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 dun. No. I'm I'm real nigga. Y'all know me. Come on, man. Y'all know me way better than that. I, um, I did what I did because, not because it was the right thing to do. I had a stake in this. This was my sister. Saving her life saves my nieces and my nephew's life. Saving her life pushed them to become great and to do wonderful things, particularly the birth of my great-nephew, Loyal. See, ladies and gentlemen, I don't need, I, I can show you what I did and what was coming from it. I ain't got to tell you about it. She asked me to do this because she wanted, she wanted me to tell that story. She knows I've been doing the show for quite some time now and I'm always looking for content. And she, she wanted me to tell this story because there's so many people in this world who have taken a look in a mirror and then never that was the last image ever reflected of them in this world. There, there are so many beautiful spirits that are being told that they're not good enough, that they're not smart enough, that they're not well-trained enough, that they're not pretty enough. Their dick is too small. That their 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 ego is useless. That they're they're horrible. They're dumb. They're stupid. That they shouldn't go to college and become anything. There's so many people being told so many things. Some are telling themselves them things. Some are telling and reminding themselves about the bodies that they had to pick up off the ground off of planet Earth that they had to injure in reference to saving their own. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hard living a life every day. It's hard being a mother. It's hard being a father. It's hard being a, a child. It's, it's hard waking up in the morning, getting your ass out of bed, standing on your goddamn two feet, and making yourself say, I have got to get the fuck up and do a bunch of goddamn shit for somebody else. That's hard to motherfucking do. I don't give a damn who you are. Y'all done heard the new age of slavery. 
you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. It's hard being a, a, a human being in these day and ages. Just wake up and live. I'm not talking about black. I'm not talking about white. I'm talking about all of us. It is hard work being a goddamn human being because the issues of suicides in this country is not something that has a color. This ain't sickle cell. This ain't prostate cancer. This is a this is a disease that doesn't have a host. This is a disease that doesn't need a host in some cases. This this is when a person has been told over and over and over again that they don't matter. This is when a person has told themselves over and over and over again the shit that you've done in your past you can never come back from. This is be people being punched in the face, being tripped down the stairs, being beat up and ridiculed just for being in their fucking skin. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I come to you today with a plea of understanding. But I also come with you with a plea to action. This is part two of my action series. Last week, we talked about actions that could affect the change in our global markets. This week, I want to talk about us as human beings. I want to talk about us as people. I want to talk about us as a nation, as a country, as a planet. I want to talk about it because right now you have a family member that's sitting somewhere. They hurting and they're aching and they're in pain. And nobody can see why. There, there's not blood coming out of their body. There's not an illness coming out of their, their pores. There's, there's simply the thought and notion that something about them does not allow them to feel that they deserve to be here. There is no script written for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I'm bringing it straight from the heart. I come to you today because I have friends that have been affected by suicides who didn't have a brother to call and in one fell swoop change the outlook of what could have been a disaster. They don't have a friend. They may, and, and you know what? Some cases they have people to call. They have friends they can call and talk to, but they don't. If you see an inkling of a person, and, and, and you know something, I, I it's not hard to save a person's life. That's why it's coming to you, ladies and gentlemen, today. I'm not no hero. I, I, I didn't save my sister's life for the benefit of, of egotism. I saved my... I, I did what I did for my sister because I wanted to make sure her legacy lived on. I wanted to make sure her children's legacy lived on. I wanted to make sure that wherever... Life takes them. It still gives them a shot to get there. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you today simply with words of encouragement. 
I, I, but but before I, I, I go there, I, I want to express some facts real quick. This was written by the New York Times in reference to our young veterans aged 18 to 29 that have suffered, uh, our young men are suffering 86 deaths per 100,000 people. 33 deaths among 100,000 women. Okay? The civilian suicide rate is almost 14 deaths per 100,000 people. Yet our soldiers and our, our men and women who go over to these foreign countries and get into these, these wars and these fights, they come home not thinking that they worth a shit because they didn't have to take somebody else's baby away from they didn't have to kill somebody for the benefit of saving their own people and to do what is being told as the betterment of our country and the protection of our freedoms. They come home to a parade. They come home to adoration. They come home to cakes and pies and even sometimes good pussy. They come home to weed. They come home to, to, to family members that's happy to see them and, and, and everybody just so excited. Yay! But then when the parade stops and... and, and the, 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 the pussy goes home. They don't know. They, they, they still stuck with them thoughts that, that, that they couldn't leave over there. You can't transplant the thoughts out of your head. You left the body over there. You, didn't, you left the image in your mind. There's a young man right now who doesn't want to go to school. Over 100,000 children a day stay home from school. Because of a bullying problem. We got babies killing themselves. Seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Because somebody told them that they are not worth it. Ladies and gentlemen, we here at the Joe Moffat Show feel that you all are worth it. Each and every one of you. You have a reason to be here. There is something great in you. There's something remarkable in you. And don't let nobody, don't let no motherfucking drill sergeant or no punk-ass fat bastard in no goddamn hallway or some sorry-ass waste of space parent tell you that you ain't shit. You believe in you and fuck the rest of them. You let them, one of the best quotes I've ever heard in my life, and this goes back to what I was talking about with art, Imitating life and art hitting you in your heart, hitting you in your soul, punching you in your goddamn chest, like Kevin Hart's like to say, hit him in the chest. Say it from your chest, nigga. Well, then Burning Back said in House Party 3, be yourself. People don't like you for being yourself. Fuck them. Don't ever change who you are for somebody else and don't you dare let somebody tell you that you ain't worth it baby you are worth it we all believe in you and if anybody out there that feels like they're useless feel free to email me anytime god damn it the joe moffitt show at gmail.com you ever feel like you useless hit me in the inbox on soundcloud god damn it you can message me on messenger on facebook i don't give a damn Hit me up. If, 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 if I'm able to help somebody else, damn it, I'm here to do it. 
But don't ever let somebody tell you that you ain't shit and you ain't, that you useless and you can't never become something because you never know what your influence and your power and your essence and your aura and your blessing can be for someone else. Don't take that away from them. Don't take that away from you. It's babies out here that's, that's not living with, with, with parents. Come on, y'all. It ain't never that bad. Hit your boy up. If, if you can't contact me, feel free to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day. But don't let yourself feel like you ain't nothing because I'm going to tell you every time, my people going to tell you every time, everybody around me going to tell you, you worth more than you ever could imagine, baby. But don't feel like you're not. Don't let that bullshit take you down. Some of us let that bullshit tear us down to a point where we don't know our ass in and our head begin. I'm going to tell you something. You better than that. You better than that. Some of us can't handle the problems and the turmoils and the situations that's directly affecting around us. If you know somebody that's going through that, go over and holler at them. Say, say, man. Hey, holler at me. What, what, what's up? Maybe we can work this out together. Let's build a dialogue onto this, folks. Let's stop some of these people who simply don't feel like they are worth it. And let them know that they are. Because just like that, you'd be a hero. You would be saving somebody's life. You would make a difference in their future. And those who will be tied to their future. To my sister Jocelyn, I love you to death, darling. From the top of your head to the bottom of your goofy, crusty ass feet. And I hope you know that if you ever need your little brother, I'm here. Thank you all for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat. It was, as usual, a pleasure to bring you this great and wonderful episode. Next week, I will be back. If I don't have a voice, I don't give a damn. I will do this shit in Braille and y'all asses will just have to... Read the damn recording. I don't fucking know. We'll figure it out. Shit. <laughs> but on that note, thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat. Peace and love to all of you. And remember, you are worth more than you could ever imagine. Sometime, and if you need somebody to tell you that how great and wonderful your ass is, holla at me. And if you's a sorry motherfucker that thinks that killing off your goddamn family will do your best best bet, email my ass so I can please instruct you how not to be a dumb motherfucker and a waste of motherfucking space. And on that note, I'm out this motherfucker. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac.